Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another Sundance Film Festival review here for you. We are going to be talking about In the Earth. We're very excited to get into this one, but before we get into the movie, I am joined by a very special guest from the Global Film Pod. We have Diego. Diego, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for inviting me on here. Of course, man. I've been trying to we've been trying to work out times to get together <laughs> yeah. and do a review for a long time. So I'm super excited uh, to have you on here. Um, so this is the, the question that I've been asking everyone before we go into the review is how's your Sundance Film Festival? You have any thoughts on the virtual kind of format they've been doing? And yeah. I mean, honestly, this is my first Sundance Film Festival. Um, it's been a great experience so far. Pretty much have just been watching movies back to back to back. Um, pretty much I think I've gotten around 30 movies now so it's been quite a treat but honestly it's a great experience um Sundance is a great festival and I'm surely gonna return next year because it's just been it's been a wild ride but it's been a fun one yeah yeah um yeah I I I agree I I uh, did the Sundance Film Festival last year and I enjoyed I had a great experience first day was a disaster because it was my when, when you go there for the first time like I envy the people who are doing this the first time and it's the virtual one because going there the first time and you don't, if you don't know how to handle everything, of course, you're seeing people who've done this for like 10 years, five mm-hmm. years, two years. So my first time, the first day I was like, Oh my Lord, this is a lot, you know, a lot of destinations you have to go. You have to go to, from your hotel to festival headquarters to get your pass from festival headquarters to that theater, that theater, that that part of the town you know so it's it's a, it's a crazy like kind of event as far as that goes um but yeah the virtual stuff has been a lot of fun for me i i really really enjoyed the format it's so easy to get into these movies and to watch them and then be done with them and i really enjoy that the accessibility stuff is really good as well um the movies look good i, I was nervous about that because you know virtual screenings are very yeah. iffy you know, but all the movies I have a 4K TV and I have and they have the app that's set that, um, you know, they have an app strictly called Sundance Film Festival 2021. You sign in and all your movies that you that you reserved or bought are there uh, for you to watch, you know, when they're available to watch. And I click it. Uh, the movies are set at like 10, 1080p. But they look good, and I was really, really surprised. So I'm excited to talk about this one because this is a movie that looked really good when I was watching it this morning on my TV. Mm-hmm. So before we get into that, I want to give a quick bio on the movie. The uh, movie is called In the Earth, and the bio, the bio is as follows. As a deadly virus ravages the world, Dr. Martin Lowry embarks on a mission to reach a test site, uh, ATU-327A, a research hub deep in the abnormal forests the audacious journey guided by by park scout alma is set back by a nighttime attack that leaves the two bruised and shoeless when they run into zach a man living off the grid they gratefully accept his help zach's intentions aren't exactly what they seem however and the path out of the forest is into safety quickly fades as the line between myth and science blurs. Uh, movie was directed by Ben Wheatley, big fan of his, and the movie stars Joel Fry, Alora Torchia, Haley Squires, Reese Shearsmith. Um, this is part is part of the feature category of the Sunday of the Sundance Film Festival. I watched it this morning after hearing so so many uh so many uh praise for the movie uh you know i think i think it premiered saturday 
Yeah, Rome yeah, it was. I think Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, because that's when I watched it. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I was grateful to get the pass for uh, today. They had they had some tickets available for the movie, so I got it for today. And I watched no, I think yesterday, and I had it until for twenty four hours until this morning at ten a.m. So I woke up really early to watch it, um, and I'm glad I caught it, and I'm glad I didn't miss out on the on watching the film because I really, really, really enjoyed the movie. Um, I have a lot of things to say about it as far as getting into the story and whatnot, without saying any spoilers, of course. But let's get your thoughts first. What did you think about In the Earth? I mean, first of all, I don't know how watching it in the morning must have hit, but I watched it pretty much again, <laughs> like at 9, 10. And as you know, that ending will kind of leave you a little bit shaken. So that was a surreal experience. But overall, it does have its flaws. And again, I'm sure we're going to get into it a lot more in the you yeah. know, a little bit, but it has its flaws. But despite them, I feel like it's able to overcome them and to become the best film of the festival for me personally. Now, it's not for everyone. I know that there's going to be a lot of people there who are just turned off from it or just do not like it at all. But for the type of movie that I love, it was perfect. Yeah, I agree. Um as far as flaws, I, I do think a lot of people will have issues with it as far as the story goes. These kind of movies, Sundance and festival movies, when it comes to these kind of movies, they're, they're, they're not for everyone. You know, that's just something as a creator, mm-hmm. even you got to go into expecting. Not a lot of people are into the trippy kind of uh, uh, crazy shots and moments and dialogue. But I'm very that type of stuff kind of is, is hit or miss for me. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know, um, my co-host for the live show, Hannah and I, her, we go back and forth as far as like she loves the kind of those kind of trippy, weird movies. And I'm always someone who's like, oh, my God, no. But if it if it warrants the movie and if it works for me, then I'm into that stuff. So I'm very, very happy to say that it definitely much so works for, for me with this movie, because what you're dealing with in the movie, I don't expect for it to be straightforward and normal. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about a virus, you're talking about something going around that's like really messing up people. Um, you're talking about things that have to do with religion and all this stuff. So I'm not expecting some by the book kind of film. Uh, the movie kind of it reminded me a lot of Annihilation in a lot mm-hmm. of ways as far as the science and the 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 trippy aspects go and the stylistic directing. Uh, so I enjoyed, uh, I really liked it. I liked the acting a lot. Uh, I liked the directing kind of style a lot. The one thing I would have done without was, I, maybe it was too early, but those strobe lights really messed me up for this morning. I was like, oh my God, I, oh. Already, <laughs> I already have a headache. But uh, that's like the only thing major. That's not even major. If I had a problem with anything, it was probably probably some of the pacing, I guess. But if, for the most part, I had a good time with it. And it. I just really, really vibed with it a lot. And I, I vibed with a the, the lot of the creepy elements of the movie. Well, my major concern is, well, just to get out of the way, the strobe lights were actually probably one of my favorite parts. I don't know if it maybe just hits different at night to in the morning, but those were some of my favorite scenes with the use of strobe lights and the different colors going on and off um, with the pretty much the piercing sound design, which is another highlight of the film as well. Um, yeah. But honestly, my main problem, which I guess at the end ends up turning into a strength of it, is that... Ben Wheatley directs it like if it's a 2000s music video. Like, there are so many. It's really, it's extremely over-edited. 
um there just cuts back and forth there's times where it feels as if the lens or like the camera quality even changes like again i i know they don't use gopros but there's some shots that look like they were filmed in uh in the, the early models of a gopro and it just it, there's some shots that just look atrocious um yeah, yeah. and i guess in the first parts where it's maybe a little bit more of a conventional narrative that did hurt the film but again, not to go into spoilers, but towards the end, it gets very much more experimental. And I feel that in those sequences, those changes and those those quick cuts um, do work for the film. But it just I, I found it just to be very off-putting in those first, um, let's say, the first hour, I think, where it was a much more conventional narrative. Um, again, the cinematography was great. Apart from that, the direction was great. The score, apparently... Um, uh, the score was made partially by kind of like putting, taking the sounds that plants make. Apparently, I don't even know. Like I just saw this on Twitter uh, where the composer kind of just like showed a couple of pictures of how they did the score, but it, it's insane, honestly. Like the amount of creativity that goes into this, because again, this is, I'd say the first um, pandemic themed film that truly works because we've had lockdown. Um, we've had Songbird. Um, oh, even man. Death of 2020, where like they just come off as cringy or as yeah. overbearing or just sometimes purely unfunny, specifically with those sometimes awkward Zoom scenes that just do not play well on the screen. But I feel that like this is a film that takes certain aspects of the pandemic and puts them into the film, but it's not about a pandemic. It just it works as a backdrop and it's not a main focus. So I don't think it comes off as cringy or heavy handed when it includes those elements. But I'm also curious to hear what you think about kind of that incorporation. I enjoyed it because I was talking about this yesterday on my How It Ends review. And I know that How It Ends had nothing to do with the pandemic, but you can kind of tell they filmed it. Don't they, well, they said that they filmed it during a pan the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I like when movies doesn't feel like you have to force feed the pandemic because if you are self-aware, you would know that audiences all around are probably sick and tired of seeing creative stories from coming from this pandemic, mm -hmm. talking about the pandemic. We want to just get past it and get over it and not be reminded of it. I mean, movies like this, movies like a uh, pandemic movies, they're gonna happen for a long time because you know that's Hollywood. When something new happens in the world, something newsworthy, they want to turn it into every kind of media. I mean, get that GameStop story was like what a day or two old before we hear <laughs> yeah. talks about. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's like three uh, projects now, and it's like it's crazy. And, you know, in like, you know, Godzilla versus Kong is like the most trended trailer uh, trailer right now. And I'm hearing all these like uh, Godzilla and like King Kong kind of anime shows coming to Netflix and stuff. And I'm just like, it's, it's just like Hollywood is very quick to do these things. Mm -hmm. So I haven't watched any of those pandemic movies that you mentioned, Songbird. I, I, I don't I don't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Because I just I don't need to. I know it's terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. We got movies that are filmed in, in a pandemic, but they just they're you know, it's 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 set around either a virus or something happening, but it's not the focal point. So a movie mm -hmm. like Host from last year, Host from last year was filmed in a pandemic, and there's a part where one of the characters leaves the house and throws on a mask. But you're not force fed that, oh, it's because it's because it's a virus outside, I'm throwing on this mask. You just kind of realize, oh, okay, it's just set in real time. Cool, you know? 
Uh, and then when this movie, when I heard virus, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna called co. It's gonna be called like COVID twenty or something random. And then, but I liked what they did, and I think it made a lot of sense. Um, it's a lot of gore in this movie too that I liked as well. Um, you oh, know, I'm yeah, a horror, was- I'm a horror fan, so the horror <laughs> stuff in the movie was really, really good. Um, the actor who plays uh, Martin Zach. Uh, well, all of, well, he was great too, but um. I think Zach is his name. I think it's. I think that's that has to be um, either like, Joe Fry or Reese Shearsmith. Um, but I thought he was. It's, it's the person in the in the photo that they that they're using to uh, that they're using to promote the movie. But I oh, thought yeah. I thought he was so good. All, all of the there's like there's four main leads in the movie that mm-hmm. I thought were incredible. I really really liked what they were doing. Um, there's just a lot going on in this movie that I enjoyed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I feel he gives a performance evocative of Jack Torrance in The Shining. I know that, that's a big yeah. comparison, but I feel it's a worthy one. Like, he he knocks it out of the park. Um, what else? What else? Again, the gore, I found it. I mean, I wasn't expecting that level of gore for a film like this, because, again, this is more, like, out, art house minded horror. Um, mm-hmm. But the gore was great, and I also like the way that where um, Ben Wheatley kind of, like, crafts that atmosphere it's a very palpable atmosphere that honestly i haven't found in too many sundance films recently but another thing that i wanted to point out um is the fact that this may just be kind of like lowered expectations a bit because there have been quite a few sundance films that play like how i'm going to say but the fact that this film has an actual midpoint and a third act was something that was really refreshing because i came off a bunch of films that even though i love them or even though i i appreciated them they either had a third act that was just totally non-existent. There were some films that don't that seem to end at a midpoint, like um John in the Hole, for instance. Like I I love the atmosphere that movie builds, but oh the fact God. that it just ends at where you think like the story's building to somewhere and it just ends and you're just left with what's going on. And I actually viewed that film, um, I think I viewed John in the Hole, then I viewed how it ends, and then mm. I viewed um in the Earth. But just coming off of John and the Hole just a couple of hours before and then having In the Earth kind of go on further. Because I thought, honestly, my expectations were that it was going to end kind of in that strobe-like field after that first confrontation. And I was like, oh, well, that that was a great film. It's going to end. And just the fact that it keeps on going on for another hour was just really refreshing. And um, it added a lot to the film. Although that's probably just lowered expectations because of some of the films I had watched before. I I agree with you. And I yesterday I tweeted, um, I tweeted talking about ambiguous movies and endings and stuff like that, because I you can look at that tweet if you're not if you're not following me that I mean, if you're not following my tweets that much and be like, oh, man, like you just obviously don't get some of these movies. But when I have like watched the fourth movie in a row where the ending comes out of nowhere, like left field. I'm just you, you you gotta expect me to to just be annoyed by it because I get what you're doing. It's a festival. You wanna cause some conversation, you wanna not do the norm. But I coming out right now from the festival, there's two movies that I appreciate a lot so far from what I've seen, and that's this and and uh, how it ends, because how it ends has its issues and people are talking about it. But it just it's a movie you know what does that make sense it's a movie and it's not asking you to do much 
And mm-hmm. I, maybe, you know, maybe we can get on, okay, Dwayne, maybe you have to be tested. I mean, why don't you like to be tested and stuff with movies? I'm not saying that. I think that's great. But I think these movies are relying on you to think that you want to be tested way too much. And it's mm-hmm. not even like an example coming home in the dark. I was enjoying the first two halves of the movie and then the ending uh, just left field. Oh. And no, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think about it. I was just like, bro, what you did nothing with this character, the entire movie. And I don't know where he's the, the key to what I, I don't know. I was like, dude, I'm too grown for this. I don't <laughs> I mean, know. I, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I'm, I was just annoyed with this. That that terrible movie that I watched, um, R hashtag J, they do the same thing with their ending. They try to do a twist. It doesn't work. Censor. I liked censor, but then the ending is all over the place. Um, you know, and I and mm-hmm. I and I was just getting at that point, and then John in the hole yesterday. At that point, I was just getting so like annoyed mayday does the same thing but mayday i enjoyed the movie and i was Mm -hmm. fine with the ending because it it made some sense (laughs) if that i don't know if my expectations are super low but it made some sense this was the first movie where i watched and um for this weekend and i'm like see that is our earned ambiguous ending that's earned because they set up all of this stuff and throughout the entire movie and they set up not trusting people throughout the entire movie and they set up these characters of something's going on in the background it has just come out of nowhere you know what you know what i mean that's what i that's why i appreciated this movie's ending and that and i think we just have to focus on when we're when we're working on these as a writer myself when we're working on these endings does it make sense am i just doing this to be cool am i just doing this to start off a trend does it make sense i don't know i don't know what your take on that but i just i yeah i mean i definitely agree i feel like the main difference was that instead of like john and the hole starts off well and then it's just kind of dead in the water if you're like 30 minutes and then it comes up with an ambiguous ending. This is one, like you said, that it builds up. It is earned. When you kind of take a step back after the film, um, you look at it and you're like, okay, yeah, I see where that came in. I see why this is happening. And even though you may not be able to fully piece it together, you know that the right, pieces are yeah. there and you can figure it out. But John oh, and yes. the whole kind of, like it just felt pointless. Um, Sensor, I'd say agree to disagree. Um, that one was, I, I found it good, but I do have to admit, Honestly, it was just, Sensor, it was, I was just throwing it out because I, I liked it a lot. I really did like what they were doing, what they were setting up, but I guess it just kind of, just kind of missed, missed the mark. Yeah, It's yeah. more so coming home in the dark and, uh, John in the hole for me. You know? Okay. Cause I'm actually going to watch that one either tonight or tomorrow night. So <laughs> let's see what I think about that one. But honestly right. in the earth, um, I think another thing that works well, again, is the fact that instead of kind of portraying an ambiguous ending, it may be like more standard and more refined filmmaking. The fact that it's going for the ambiguous ending while also just throwing all its car like just throwing all its cards out on the table, just going on with all these like experimental filmmaking techniques, also heightened the fact that like okay, like it's meant to be ambiguous, but it definitely mm-hmm. has a purpose and it's not just kind of like just going wild for just for here you fucking wild. go, you know? The mm-hmm. same thing happens with Possessor in a good way, you know? Saint Maud, the same thing. All of these movies, they have those kind of endings, hereditary, midsummer, but 
all of those movies feel so earned. But then when you give mm-hmm. me an ending where like literally I don't think you know that this makes sense or not. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't think you as the writer knows you just did it. And you just mm-hmm. wanted you wanted some shock value. That's my that's my that's my issue with what's his face, the big time director, M. Night Shyamalan. It's like mm-hmm. glass. Did you think that this makes sense? Did you? Did or or was you just going for shock value? And that's what I. If if you are doing a movie and you have all this stuff that are fleshed out so well and done so well, and and all these performances are done so well, of course, and the story, I'm like, it, it's it's different and it's complex, but it's not it's not losing me. I don't think it's gonna lose half the audience. I really enjoyed that stuff. And I think you have to May Mayday Mayday uh also does the same kind of thing with their ending, but I, I felt that that was that was somewhat earned. So I just guess it depends. But um I had no problems with this movie's runtime, the ending. I thought it I thought it was paced well. Uh for the majority. I did say like in in a little bit, a little bit in the beginning, I was a little um it was a little losing me a little bit. But I, I just really I really enjoyed what they did. Yeah, yeah. Like once again, the only issue for me was the fact that it kind of was trying to just um, throw in all these quick cuts and different styles when yeah. it wasn't merited. But then again, that they kept on going with that style and it ended up working towards the end. So uh, again, ends up being one of my favorite films, if not my favorite film of the festival so far. Yeah, um, because yeah. again, it ends up being earned. But yeah, honestly, I haven't seen any other of Ben Weekly Wheatley's work. Um, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's being kind of heralded as one of his best. Is that what I'm taking from it? Yeah, I from what I've known, from what I know from Ben Wheatley, um, because I know his movies are very hit or miss. I know one I didn't, I know I didn't watch was Rebecca. I think he did that one. Um, let me just go down his filmography. I know he did. Oh come on guys google why aren't you working with me okay so he did i know he did high rise i enjoyed that for what it was rebecca free fire just some of the movies that he's done um yeah i i know he's he's doing tomb raider no he was gonna do tomb raider too he, i think he opted out of it but um yeah i don't th- i think yeah out of all these movies that i'm seeing yeah i definitely think that this is his best work um I also would have really liked watching this movie in a theater. I think it would, it would have been great in theaters. Yes, yes. I'm definitely, whenever this comes out, because I believe yep. Neon is releasing it. Honestly, yep. I could probably see an early fall festival run for a Halloween-ish release. So, yeah, yeah. honestly, I, I'm go- definitely going to go to the theaters for this one. Because I think in a theater with just these blaring speakers, just the uh, lights turned up, mm-hmm. or the lights turned down to the max, it's going yeah. to be... An incredible experience and i feel like the the art house horror crowd is really really going to appreciate this one for sure of course like might be might be might be tough on casuals but i think like you said the art house people who are a fan of movies like this are, are are gonna really really enjoy it um so i i think that i think that is just what's what's gonna go down when it comes to this film and i hope they do and i'm really excited um, to see people watch the movie and give their thoughts out. Uh, that's the one thing about Sundance is that, of course, you can discuss it with your film friends, but when you get to like other audiences that you want to find out what they thought about it, it's a little tough. But um, yeah, I think I think I think people are gonna I think people are gonna have a great time with this. So I'm super pumped to um, see the out the outcome of the movie when it comes to audiences. So uh, yeah, um, do you have any uh, final words on the movie? 
Um, I guess, again, just saying, when this comes out to theaters, please, if you are an art house horror fan, if you like what kind of been anointed the A24 horror brand, yeah. um, the Lighthouse, and again, it's not A24, but Annihilation, The Lodge, yeah. things like that, please go check this one out because you will not regret it. I don't know when it's going to come out, but when it does, please do. And the other thing would be is I really hope that Ben Wheatley ends up returning to his horror roots once again because I know he's got I believe um Jaw or The Meg two uh, some other blockbuster film I think he said Tom Raider I think he he dropped out of that one but he's got another one yeah. on the block but I really hope that eventually Ben Wheatley can comes back and just do a project like this shot in fifteen days because this is obviously where he operates best I also feel like this is a great example of pandemic creativity where you go you yes. take things through the pandemic but you do not exploit them and you use them yes. for a rush oh of creativity God. just in your zone and then it turns out being great that's one of my favorite quotes that i've ever heard <laughs> during a review i just can what, what what he said is what i'll say what what you said 100 percent um movies have done this when it comes to this when it comes to host um i just appre i appreciate when when like you have an idea and it's fine take everyone takes ideas from what's happening in the world i've taken ideas from what's happening in the world any other screenwriter or director has taken ideas from what's happening in the world but it's about exploiting the right aspects of said idea um don't just say hey pandemic movie love story no it has to be something that just a reason of why we need that that thing so with that being said that is our review for in the earth everyone i think it's i think this was this was our longest review so far in sundance and i figured that was gonna happen because of how much i had to say and, and <laughs> say so once again i'm really glad we, we worked this out and yeah, we yeah for sure a review um we can't wait to have you back on the show again let everyone know they can follow you uh, yeah, so you guys can all follow me at the Diego the Diego Andaluz, and that's uh, A-N-D-A-L-U-Z on both Twitter and Letterboxd and Instagram as well now. Um, and you can also follow my podcast at Global Film Pod, and we are on pretty much every single podcasting platform, and you can find all that stuff on Twitter or on my personal Twitter and more. Um, thank you so much for having me, and I cannot wait to come back because, honestly, this was a really fun experience. Um, my first Sundance podcast review we're going to have on our show a big Sundance Roundtable special coming out um, in a couple of days, probably. Well, I don't know when this is going to be released, but it's going to probably come out Saturday or Sunday. But I can't wait to come back on the show because it was truly a blast. Of course, man. You're you're invited back anytime. You know where to find me, of course. <laughs> um, all righty, guys. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, my name is Dwayne. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. Um, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Uh, that is it for a while as far as sun. I, actually, I think I have one more in a couple of hours. But I know we might be reviewing Judas and the Black Messiah uh, tonight, later on tonight. Listen, I'm exhausted, so we'll see. It might, might, might be tomorrow morning or tomorrow midday for Judas, but stay tuned for that. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining, joining us today. Uh, stay tuned for more Sundance Film Festival coverage because there's a lot more movies to watch and a lot more movies to talk about, and I'm excited. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Diego. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.